2: And welcome back, to one and all. This is the Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to um, send me an email, it's very simple exxon at com, on all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV. And uh, if you'd like to find out about the great programming we have available for you, 724 365 on the Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And uh, The Exxon is also heard on Radio X and Euro Radio TV across Europe, iHeartRadio, Talkstar Radio Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and of course, our good friends on iHeartRadio. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is a lady I had the pleasure of having on the show a number of years ago. Her name is Linda Kay, and uh, she has been a professional psychic medium for over 30 years. She focuses on love, sex, and romance. And her expertise is in channeling your lover, ex-lover, soulmate, potential future lover's feelings for you. She can even read your pet's feelings for you. Linda is also a Reiki master and a certified dream coach. Um, and uh, dream healing is one of the most successful healing techniques one continues to heal themselves. Uh, and we're going to be joining uh, Linda right now. Her website is www.pink dot com And Linda Kay, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here.
2: Well, you're, you're naturally born psychic. How did you discover way back when that you, in fact, were a psychic? How did it happen?
3: You know, it's interesting because I was, um, like, when I was, like, six years old, we moved into a house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know about past lives. I didn't know about psychic stuff. All I knew was that I kept seeing the person that I used to be. I could see her in the mirror. I would get deja vu feelings all the time. I knew who she was. I know, I used to know her name. Um, and it just, I felt connected to her. But, um, during those years I lived in that house, it was kind of like I was a little bit pushed down and mm. um, I, I was a little bit isolated within myself. And I moved out and got married, but then I got divorced and I was like far away from there. And I started discovering m- my higher power, my inner self. My inner God, and I started connecting with that. And then I started realizing that I was psychic and that I would go to parties and I would walk up to people and tell them things about themselves and people in their lives. And the more I did it, the more fascinated I was. And then when I was in 1980, I went through a weekend seminar. It was called Life Spring at that mm-hmm. time. And it un, it opened me up and I became very, very psychic. Wow. And um, I would walk down the street and I would go into a trance. And I would start seeing things and I had no control over it. It was like it, it had control of me for a very long time. And I worked in a bank and I started telling people things about themselves and I discovered that I could tell the future and Stuff like that, so it was really fascinated me. And after about five years of working for the bank, I left the bank and became. I started doing it full time.
2: When you were walking down the street and you went into a trance, uh, wasn't that a little dangerous for you?
3: It was like foggy. Oh, I, mean, I see. I, it was maybe I shouldn't call it a trance. It was like trance-like because mm-hmm. like I would go into a fog and I'd start seeing things and. It did get kind of scary after a while. When I started doing professionally, I I learned to do automatic writing so I could control it. Wow. So that it would control me.
2: Linda, stand by, dear. We've got to take our first break. Exonation. Nation, Linda Kaye is our special guest, and she is down in the beautiful sunny state of Florida. Her website is www.pinkchickpsychic.com. And Linda Kaye and I will return on the other side of this break. As we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at My website, TV.com, And for all of the programming on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
1: Help us help a veteran make it through the night.
2: Exo Nation, uh, the Pink Chick Psychic is our special guest. Linda Kay is her name, and uh, once again, her website is pinkchickpsychic.com, and she's been a professional psychic medium for over 30 years. What would you say your expertise as a psychic is, Linda?
3: Oh, I'm clairsentient, which means that I read feelings. I can tell you what your lover is feeling about you, what your soulmate, a future lover, and a, a lost love. I can channel it, and mm-hmm. you will feel like he's actually thinking about He or she is actually speaking to wow. you. Um, I'm a medium, so I, that is what I discovered that I could do, and I love doing it. I love helping people. I know when someone is thinking about me. And so um, I wanted to help others to do the same thing.
2: When somebody comes to see you, to have you communicate with a dearly departed on the other side, how do you find the specific person that you need to contact in order to bring that person through you to the person sitting in front of you in... In flesh and bone.
3: Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't say. Um, anything. what I do is I do two things. One is when people are alive and they're wanting to know what someone is feeling about mm, them. Okay, I go by a name, and the vibration off that other person with the name. And then um, if somebody has passed on, all I need is their name and the vibration of the other person.
2: What was it like? Yeah, it sounds like it's a very interesting thing. What was it like the very first time that you were able to channel someone from the other side and and be the conduit of the communication?
3: Well, I remember I was dating somebody and um, I started picking up I think it was his mother, Um, and I kept picking her up, and I started telling him all about her, and then we both realized that I could read people that had passed on.
2: What kind of messages do people ask you most about?
3: Okay, it's mostly about love, Mm -hmm. and they all want to know why their boyfriend hasn't called them, um, typical things that we all want to know about. You know, um, it has saved me many times in my life. It's saved my sanity because <laughs> I can tell what they're feeling. And if they don't, you know, it's, I can feel when they're thinking about me. Um. So it's like I focus on love and relationships and what's going to happen, what's going on with them now, why that person isn't reacting the way they want them to. That's like 90% of my business.
2: So basically, you're a psychic love counselor.
3: Yes, I call myself a psychic love coach.
2: Psychic love coach, I like that. I like that. But you also are a certified dream coach. How does this work into your psychic business?
3: You know, I've always been fascinated by dreams, and I dream a lot. And what happened is, um, I found out about a class given by a woman named Denise Lynn, who um, it was—it's called a certification to be a gate, gateway dream coach and practitioner. And they were giving it in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It was a week-long course, and I knew I had to do it. It was like it was calling to me. And I took it, and I dream almost every night, just about every Hmm. single night. And I program my dreams every single night. And I remember them.
2: When you say you program your dreams, how do you do that?
3: Okay, so... Um, This is the way I do it. And people will find their own way. Um, And I counsel people on how to program their dreams. Um, I work, when I program my dreams, I call in the different angels and archangels. I call in God. I call in um, the gods and goddesses, whoever I want to work with. And um, every... God and goddess and angel and archangel has a different modality, a, a different healing energy. And um, so what I do is first, for me, I have to write it down. Like I'll, uh, I blog my dreams every day. Okay. And for the public to see, everyone sees it, com. And... But first I write it out Mm -hmm. and what I'm going to program my dreams for. And then when I get into bed, I basically just like if I'm calling in an archangel, let's say um, Archangel Raphael, who's a a very powerful healer. Mm -hmm. And I'll just ask him to come into my dream and work with me on a specific issue And I specifically asked him to help me remember my dreams. That's important. And then I go to sleep and I dream. And then the second I wake up, I write it down. That's important. If I don't remember, I lay very still and I ask him to bring it back to me. And I stay still for a few minutes until it all comes back.
2: What is the and, what is the significance of writing your dreams out so that other people could read them?
3: I think that for me, it's healing for me, and I think that other people would like to know the process so they can help heal themselves, because this is how I'm healing myself.
2: How does a dream help I mean, you heal? I don't understand this.
3: I'm going to give you an example. Okay of how it helped me feel, heal in a certain issue. There's been other issues,
5: Mm -hmm.
3: but um, I went through some traumatic stuff when I was in the year 2000, and I actually belonged. I, I live in a nudist resort right now, but I belonged to a nudist resort in California, and that was my heaven. That's where I went to experience heaven. And um, I would get there very early in the morning. I would drink a cup of coffee and I could feel heaven in that coffee. And I had somebody I loved there, a group of people there. It was one of the best times of my life at that time. And everything fell apart. And after that, I could not drink coffee. And I didn't, for 17 years, I didn't drink coffee because I couldn't, I couldn't drink it because it was like having got taken away from me. And when about a month ago, I had a dream and it was about a coffee pot exploding and all these different issues that I had started flowing out of the coffee Mm. pot and I what was what I didn't realize is that I had healed it at the time, and I started drinking coffee, and I forgot about that dream. After 17 years, I started drinking coffee, and it wasn't until about a week ago when I had it, I had another dream about coffee that I realized when I woke up. Wait, I'm I've been healing myself of all of that. Cause I'm now drinking coffee for like a month and you just have to be consistent and you have to work with whoever you want to work with your angels, God, your higher power, but you do it every day hmm. and healing yourself is free. You know, it is, your dreams are free for you but and how- it's powerful
2: but how does one get the dream to actually do the healing? Or is the, the actual healing the one's As, own consciousness? You
3: program, hmm? When you program your dreams that way, you ask, you ask. You know, and you can do that during the day, but I find it's more powerful for me to do it at night.
2: Now, you say that dream healing is one of the most successful healing techniques one continues to heal themselves. Uh, what are some of the the uh, the results that you've been able to get other people to attain using your dream techniques?
3: To listen to the messages, that's really important. If your dreams will give you the messages. You just have to, you know, take them through the process, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they learn to take themselves through the process. Like for instance, when you're dreaming, how do you feel during that dream? And then when you wake up, how do you feel? What does that specific issue have to do with what's in your daily life? And then you learn to interpret everything. And there's no dream dictionary out there. Um, you become your own dream dictionary. I
2: I I agree with you a hundred percent there because there the 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 interpretation of the dream is best uh, is based on the experience of the person having the dream. So I've never been able right. to understand how somebody can write a dream directory or encyclopedia that it works for everybody. I I, I understand that fully, but. The dreams, according to doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists, are a result or a manifestation of our daily activity, and that dreams are very important in the purging of non-necessary information that we house. It's like, you know, emptying the garbage on our, on our computers.
3: But wouldn't we like to release the past and release issues that we have?
2: But can't we do that, I mean, in, can't we do that in our conscious state? Why does it have to be done in a dream state?
3: I feel it's more powerful, mm, okay. and um, it's like you can have um, like dreams that predict the future. Um, have you ever dreamt, and then the next time it happens, the next day or a week later it happens?
2: No, what I do is, is, if I have a problem, I'll say, let me sleep on it, and usually I can work out the problem in my sleep.
3: So you program your dreams?
2: I guess that you could look at it that way, yes.
3: It's, it's very powerful, and mm-hmm. th- there's messages in there. Sometimes they don't the the dreams don't just say, "Okay, this is what's going on with you." Sure, it's like you have to interpret it. I mean, there's all kinds of different symbols and yeah. everything like that. Um, and I just it's like my passion.
2: I do a lot of lucid dreaming, and when I'm lucid dreaming to establish whether or not I'm in a dream. Or if I'm in reality, I'll try and read something, a newspaper, uh, a street sign, uh, a menu. And if I can't read what I should be able to read, I know I'm having a dream and I have a blast.
3: Oh, I've had some things like, for instance, in my dreams, Mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, I got to remember that. Because I'm going to write it down later. So keep it in mind. And then the next dream segment will come up, and I'll go, okay, remember that. <laughs> and I'll go over the segment one and two in my dreams. And then, then there'll be a third segment, and I'll go, okay, now I have to remember three. And that's how I do it in my dreams. I just, I lose a dream. One time. Linda, stand I by. I've yet. got to take
2: my news break. Please stand by. Exonation. Linda K okay. is our special guest. psychic. And we'll both be back after this news break. Don't go away.
6: Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom.
2: so nation Linda K is our special guest this hour her website is pinkchickpsychic.com and uh, before we went to the commercial break Linda we were talking about dreams and and you pointed out to me and rightfully so that you know I do program my dreams because when I have a problem that I can't solve during the day or if somebody asks me something that'll take a bit of time for me to to process I'll say let me sleep on it and there have been many times where solutions have come to me through the dream state um, and um, you were starting to tell us about a technique you use and unfortunately we had to go to the commercial break with the news it was all about uh, lucid dreaming I believe
3: and it's not really a technique I'm lucid dreaming mm-hmm. so that's what I'm doing lucid dreaming that's how I remember my dreams in gotcha. my dreams I remember one time in my dream I said hold on I was in the middle of a dream hold on I'm going to sit down and write down this dream. And in the dream, I wrote down the dream. Wow. And that and that's how clear I am that I have to remember.
2: I'd like to get back to and ask you a question about um, your psychic uh, gifts. I was wondering if you could explain to us how to know when someone is thinking about you.
3: Oh. Uh. That's my favorite subject. Now, when you think about someone in a normal way, Mm -hmm. like every day, there's nothing unusual there. You know, then all of a sudden you think about that person and suddenly you feel overwhelmed, like you're almost like in a fog and you feel this intense energy in your chest area. Yeah. Now, if you stop for a second and focus on where you're feeling that energy. It's most probably going to be in the the heart and chest area. And if you've had that feeling before and you didn't know what it was, um that's when another person that if you think about that person so intensely and you feel that intense energy in your chest area, that means that they're thinking about you at that very moment in time. Hmm. And you can usually tell what they're feeling because what you're feeling at the moment is what they're feeling like. If you suddenly miss somebody and you're thinking about it and it's so intense and you feel it in your chest area, they're missing you. You thought it was just you, but it's not just you. It's them.
2: That's very interesting.
3: Yes. I mean, our our souls live inside our physical body and like our souls travel from lifetime to lifetime and body to body. Um, And they leave behind broken hearts and, of course, beautiful relationships from past lives, whether it be positive or negative, you know, and um, we're bound to cross paths with whoever we've been in these past lifetimes, you know. And so um, we're always connecting. We all have more than one soulmate. Right. We have many soulmates. And if we hook up with somebody and connect with somebody and get married to them and we're with them for a long time, um, that's great. But, you know, we have many options. If one relationship doesn't work out, um, I teach people how to manifest soulmate relationships. And um how to create them in your dreams, how to create them through affirmations and and they're all one because when you create somebody through an affirmation mm-hmm. it goes then you eventually dream about them and um, or you don't have to use the affirmation and you can just ask for your dream lover
2: what's a dream lover and how do you create a dream lover
3: dream- while you ask for it. Just like you ask to heal any other heal problem. Just call in like a a god or a goddess that is connected to love, like um, Eros, who's the god of love. Um, And you can call him in, and you can ask him to guide you to your soulmate, your future soulmate.
2: But why would we have to call in uh deities in our sleep in order to find someone to love? What does that tell us about ourselves as humans
3: I don't think we have to. I do it. Nobody has to do anything
2: but is it is, 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 isn't it a little isn't it a little dangerous to to put so much faith in the dream world instead of the world of reality
3: i I put a lot of energy into the world of reality. I Mm -hmm. do a lot of healing for myself. I do a lot of praying. I do a lot of meditation, but that's just a wonderful part of it. It's a wonderful addition. Are you there? Oh, yeah. I thought we we lost you. No. And so we are talking about dreams and that's why, um, I'm, talking about dreams mm-hmm. and about gods and goddesses and angels and archangels. and um, But I also believe in affirmations, and affirmations, you could create anything you want.
2: Can you give us an example of an affirmation?
3: Okay. I'm now in the perfect relationship for me with the perfect man for me, or the perfect woman for me. And... um First, before you write that affirmation down, you might want to write down your vision of the perfect man or woman for you Mm -hmm. in detail. Then you start saying that affirmation. It could take weeks. It could take months. And eventually you're going to create that because you start to believe that you're creating it and you will.
2: Isn't that just the power of positive thinking?
3: It is. They're called positive affirmations.
2: Okay, so if you confess it, you will possess it.
3: That's, I like that, yeah.
2: Yeah. So tell me, how do you send sexual and emotional energy to somebody?
3: Oh, that's, that's a fun way to do it. <laughs> um, there, I don't know if I should be graphic, but I'm not going, maybe I should. Well, this is a, this is
2: a family show, so don't get too graphic.
3: Yes, well, I'm not going to get graphic, but there are two ways that you can send emotional and sexual telepathic messages to a lover, a soulmate, a lost love, and you can do it directly and indirectly. Now, I find sending the energy indirectly to be a lot less manipulative than doing it directly. You know what? Anyone with a powerful imagination and the ability to visualize can do it. And it's like the way I do it and other people can do it differently. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. You find a blank wall and you concentrate on that blank wall and, and you see like whoever you want to see there, um, the face of the person. And, um, Some people may want to do it with uh, their eyes closed. I did it with my eyes open. Um, And while I'm staring at this blank wall, I feel and I see and I experience pink energy flowing through my eyes Mm. directly on this blank wall. And then I start to um, surround him with the pink light of divine love, and I call out their name. Now, indirectly is better because I just express how I feel to them. It, it's not, I, I don't like the direct approach because it's like manipulation. With this way, I'm just saying this is how I feel about you. If you want to be with me, you can, um, because you can't change a person's will. You know, you mm-hmm. can you can do it directly, but I don't think that's the best way to do it. Like this is how you feel about me. That's not good. I'd rather do it indirectly, and you can send sexual and emotional energy that way.
2: Okay, so we've got this this way of of, of creating our. I don't think creating is the right word, but sending sexual and emotional energy to somebody. How do, right. is, is it possible to get someone who doesn't have any interest in someone interested in them?
3: Um, You can't change a person's will. You really can't. I don't believe in that. There's a lot of people that, there's a lot of so-called psychics out there. That say, "Oh, I can do this for you and that for you, and I can get this man to fall in love with you, or whatever." No one can get anybody to do anything. This is if it's not against that person's will, it'll work. If mm-hmm. it if it is, it will not work. Uh, just plain and simple like that.
2: Uh, so free will plays a big part, even in the psychic realm.
3: Right, it does.
2: Yeah. What has been your most uh, funny, and I'll use this, or or should I say comical? Um, oh, what's the right wording here? Experience that you've had as the pink psychic, pink chick psychic, when it comes to helping people with their love life.
3: Oh, I've had so many stories. I can't even begin to tell you. Um, I don't know if anything's funny. I just help people. Um, I just read their love lives. I can tell them what someone is thinking about, yeah. and then I get um, emails back. Oh my God! I can't believe you picked that up. Or um, I do phone readings and email readings. So, and like I said, ninety percent of my readings are email. I mean, I do a lot of phone readings as well, but. I would say eighty percent are emails.
2: Wow. So, so how do you how do you get the psychic reading off of somebody's email?
3: Just their name and the vibration, and um, I just concentrate on the name and the energy and what they. Um, I don't like to know anything about anybody. If the reading is about someone that they want to know about, like a person. All I want is their first, the person's first name. I want nothing else because too much information can taint it. So I'd rather not know anything. And I've had people write me stories, pay, like a whole page, and I won't read it. Hmm. I just tell them, rewrite it. Just give me a name. Or if you have a specific question, in less than two lines, nothing more.
2: That's it, two lines.
3: Less than two lines. If I don't know anything, that's even better. Like if they want to know about a certain person, I tell them. They don't need to tell me.
2: So can anyone do psychic readings? Can anyone be a love psychic? Or does it take some special training or some special gift like There's you no have? no
3: training I was born this I, I believe I was born this way. Um, everyone is clairsentient. Everyone mm-hmm. has the capability of knowing when someone is thinking about them. And they can, um, like, learn to recognize when someone is thinking about them. It'll stop them from obsessing. Some people, it's not good to obsess. Wow.
2: Listen, you and, you and I have to take our final break. Please stand by, Linda exonation Nation, Linda K okay. is our special guest. She is the uh, she is PinkChickPsychic and we'll both be back on the other side as we wrap up this hour here in the exon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Nation, our guest this hour is Linda Kay. She's been a professional psychic medium for over 30 years. She focuses on love, sex, and romance and her expertise is in channeling your lover, ex-lover, soulmate, potential future lover's feelings to for you. She can even read your pet's feelings for you. Wow. How did you discover that you can read pets?
3: Well, you know, it. I just knew. I. It's like Pets have feelings and emotions just like people do. Wow. And um, so I just see what's going on with them. They, it's, it's just sort of evolved. I've been doing that for many years. What
2: was the first time that you did this and who was the first animal that you read for?
3: Seriously, that was so long ago, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you.
2: Well, give me a more recent one.
3: Um, well, like, I could read some, like, um, somebody's dog or cat. Some people will call and they'll have a whole bunch of cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. And they'll just give me their first names. And all I need is the first name of the animal whether it is male or female, and what kind of pet it is, and I can tell them how that um, animals, that pet is feeling about them or about their surroundings, about everything. Maybe some pets don't like it when there's a lot of people in the house, and they'll let, they'll let me know for me to tell them, or maybe they want to eat more, they want more snacks and usually it's confirmed that they can tell that that's what they they feel if the animal is in pain I will tell them there's maybe their leg is bothering them or something like that
2: so how so, does the, how does the, how does the owner of a pet take the the information that you the psychic is giving them about their pet do sometimes they feel that the they, pet is taking advantage of them
3: sometimes they think that the pet runs the house,
5: Hmm.
3: you know, or if they have a number of pets like cats and dogs, I, I let them know who's the ruler (laughs) of the, of the, of the pets, you know.
2: Hmm. How about past lives? Do past lives play a part in our current lives?
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I am living out the karma from a past life.
2: Do we all live out karmas from past lives? Have I what? I said, do we all live out the karma of past lives?
3: I believe we do. There's, um, some people have really good karma, and they've done their karma in past lives, Mm
5: -hmm.
3: and some people haven't, and they, they come into this lifetime to work out that karma. And I know that that's what's going on with me, you know, and Mm. because I've been aware of that, of a significant past life since I was very young.
2: Well, can you share with us some of your past life memories?
3: Okay. So when I moved into this house, when I was six years old with my family, Mm -hmm. I started getting deja vu constantly. It was all over the house, but it was really intense in the doorway to the bathroom and in the bathroom in front of the sink. It was every single day. I never shared it with anyone. I knew it was something was going on and I knew I could see her face in the mirror and I knew that she was a woman and I used to, to see her grave and I knew that she had passed she didn't, hadn't led a very good life. She had used a lot of people. She was quite beautiful and she had really really long hair and I've always known that I've been living out the karma from from her mm-hmm. and I've always had issues with my hair so I knew that she used men for money, and I feel like she was also quite powerful as a psychic, but she abused it. And even I knew that when I was younger. I didn't share it with anybody until I, I got as an adult. And then I started putting the two and two together. And I feel like God blessed me with these abilities that I came into this lifetime to help people instead of use people. And that lifetime was so clear to me, it's still clear to me, because I know that it's my purpose in this lifetime. One of the purposes is to heal from that negative karma.
2: So how do, we, how, do we, how do we get around, or how do we get away from the negative influences in our lives? And how do we redeem ourselves for a past life if we don't really know if we've had a past life or
3: not? well i for one know that i've had a past, i've had past lives mm-hmm. that's one is very significant and how I'm redeeming myself i am working with god i pray a lot i do affirmations i help others to help them with their love life mm-hmm. i feel like god gave me these gifts because this is my purpose and he wants he's helping me to redeem live out clear up my karma and that's how I
2: feel. Yeah no. what I, what I, what I meant was, how do other people listening tonight know if they have in fact had past lives, and is it possible that the negativity or the negative events of their lives are actually being caused by a past life that they've had, and how do they how do they cl- turn it around?
3: Well. See, I believe that because I believe everybody has past lives. We have many lifetimes t- mm-hmm. and how do they turn it around? There's many different ways. Some people can go for hypnotherapy and do past life therapy if they want to find out. Um, they can do that. And, um, some people have inklings and feelings. Mm-hmm. If you have deja vu, if you you meet somebody and you feel like you've known them before, or you've had a relationship where you just are so soul connected, you've known this person before in a past life. And we don't just have one soulmate. We have more than many. And I feel like if you wish to know what your past lives are, mm-hmm. you work at that. And you, like I mentioned, past li- like hypnotherapy, doing past life regression. That's a really good way to, for people to find out. Some people just know.
2: But how much of the past life that people think they have is real, and how much is, of it is in their imagination, and how do you tell the two apart?
3: You know, we all have our own reality.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And our own reality is our own reality. It creates our own beliefs. For instance, some people might think that, like, when you die, you die and you don't come back. Yeah. Other people might think that when you die, you go to heaven, you create a new life.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It's you get what your reality is everyone's reality is different. If you don't want to believe that you've never had a past life, you don't have to believe that. It's what you, you... You create your reality. You create your own beliefs.
2: Is it possible that we create a reality that allows us to escape the reality that is real by giving us a false, false facade, a false image, a false reality?
3: Well, anything's possible, mm-hmm. but I feel like I am very aware of the past lives I've had. Right. And I'm very aware of the purpose that I've had. Maybe some people might create a false reality for mm-hmm. themselves, but I only know what I know for me.
2: Listen, Linda, we've got about 60 seconds left. What is your final message for the listening audience of the Exxon Nation tonight?
3: Just live in your own belief and create what you want to Create in your life. You can. We can all have whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and think pink. Create a pink world. I'm all about the pink. Why pink? I love pink. I have a hot pink car. If you go to my website, you'll see it.
2: Have you always had a fascination with the color pink?
3: Um, I used to have a fascination with the color red, but I was hypnotized to hate red. That was like um, when I was in my mid-30s, mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to wear red since. So now oh I softened it, and I made it pink.
2: Linda, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And Exxon Nation, if you'd like to find out more about Linda Kay, who is also known as the Pink Chick Psychic, her website is www.pinkchickpsychic.com. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, if you'd like to visit the X-Zone Broadcast Network to see all the great shows we have and who the hosts are and how you can listen to them, when you can listen to them, it's very simple, X-Zone Nation. Just go to www.xzbn.net. I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Don't go away.